Monday morning, everybody. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone. can afford to listen to Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo, and we are taking you around the National Football League because, man, besides the Super Bowl, I know the season's over, but the news never stops in the football land. I love it, man. There's really no offseason in the NFL. Right? Thank freaking goodness, because I'd lose my mind if there was. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't kidding. But uh, just a quick housekeeping thing. It looks like Reuben Foster, old linebacker formerly of Alabama, San Francisco 49er, got popped for marijuana earlier in the offseason, got arrested yesterday on some domestic violence issues. Ooh, domestic violence is a big no-no. We know about that pretty darn well here in Dallas with that whole Zeke deal. Yeah, I wonder how hard they're going to crack down on him here. Well, if he doesn't get six games, regardless of if he's guilty or not guilty, then what the hell? Where's the uh, where's the line? You know, where's the, where's the consistency there? Because Zeke was never uh, proven guilty, right? But accused of domestic violence, there's six games right there. That's right. He'll probably get six games, so that sucks for... Uh... The 49ers, man. Everybody's everybody's on the 49ers right now. They just paid Jimmy Garoppolo, and everybody Woo! thinks they're... Jimmy G, baby! Dude, are you getting any of that Italian pie, huh? I know you guys are brothers. I don't know, man. I think Jimmy's a little stingy. Is he? He's a little stingy. Now, he's okay. a nice guy, and by God, he might be the best-looking guy in the entire league. He is very good-looking, and I'll tell you what, he might be my... I know I was a little Nick Foles crazy there for about five minutes. That's right, you did. But Jimmy G might be my favorite quarterback in the league right now. The way that he took the Niners on that magic carpet ride those last five games. I'm telling you right now, Texans 49ers in the the Super Bowl is coming to your book it. Listen, I'm... I I, I think Garoppolo's a man crush of mine off the field. You know, in terms of physically. On the field, he's not so much a man crush alum for me at this point. But I I, I do think the 49ers did... Did what they had to do, which is sign 137 million, something like that. I don't know. He's getting a, a ton of money. What was the guarantee? Do you remember the guarantee on that? Ooh. Gosh, dang it! I don't know, but it was high. I mean, he's I, the highest I, paid quarterback in the league. You know, what? the only thing I saw was the numbers, which was a little 157. I yeah. didn't see the guaranteed. Yeah, ton of money for Jimmy G. Uh, it's a shame about old Reuben Foster, but man, everybody's. I saw an article on NFL.com. Gil Brandt's talking about they they have like. They're like he, he it, the article was teams with a Super Bowl window right now that could win the Super Bowl basically next year or the year after and he had the 49ers as like third or fourth on the list. I don't disagree with that man. They have some good young talent especially along that defensive line. And we've talked about it man, you win in the trenches. And they've drafted DeForest Buckner. There was another uh Armstead? Is it Tevin Armstead? Eric. Taren Ar- Eric. Eric is, with an A, okay, you, actually. Uh, Eric with an A. Okay, yeah. so you guys share a name. It's like Eric. Okay, that's right. I, you're, okay, it's I, like, I remember It's like that. a northeastern way of saying Eric. And they're both Oregon guys, so to me they kind of blend together sometimes, but they drafted big dudes along the defensive line. They took Reuben Foster. We'll see. Hopefully he can stay on the field. He's having some personal issues, it seems like. You ain't kidding. But I'm a Kyle Shanahan believer. Oh, yeah. And with a quarterback now... I've always liked Pierre Garçon. Uh, Marquise Goodwin stepped up. Him and Jimmy G seemed like they had a nice rapport going. I think good things are happening to San Francisco, and they're going to have another high draft pick in every single round of the draft to try and add on to that young talent that they've got. They're building something good there in San Fran with John Lynch and company. Man, can you imagine being Brady? And, and you're you're known as being the sexiest guy in the league, and, and you're the best quarterback in football, and you're the Super Bowl winner, and everybody loves you, and then next thing you know, they bring in a guy who's sexier than you, younger than you, 
and Bill Belichick's got a freaking chub for him. And I can totally get why Brady was like, man, we got to get this guy out of here. Yeah, this like, dude's I a huge even, threat to me. I can't stand even looking at this guy, let alone knowing that Bill Belichick is a huge fan of his. You think uh, Giselle might have taken a double take at, See, at Jimmy G a little and bit? that's what I was wondering. I wonder if Giselle made a comment, you know, just in passing. Oh, wow, wait, whoa. You know, like, well, that's, wow. That's your, like she sees he's a it, player? She gets the team photo, you know, and she's she's eyeing Tom, but the only thing that, that keeps sticking out to her is Jimmy bleeping G. And I'm like, man, I totally get it, man. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, bleep this guy. You he's, sexy SOB. God, I know, and he's You're 25 good. years old. Yeah, and every time you filled in for me when I got suspended, you you were great. You were awesome. So is Jacoby Brissett, though. That's true. But not as good. But he's not quite as sexy. No, not as sexy. I not love quite the flavor, as good. though. Don't get so me wrong. what's your thought process here on, he's only started, what, seven games, I think, when you add the two that he played in New England and then yeah. the five that he played in San Francisco. And he's 7-0 and as a starter, but he hasn't even played half a season. And the 49ers just go ahead and say, all right, here you go. We're not letting you get away. We're giving you the big contract now. You think that's too soon? Or are you all right with it? You know, it's kind of the way it goes for these quarterbacks, man. I mean, he's a young guy who's shown just enough that if the 49ers weren't going to pay him, somebody else would have paid him a ton. Uh, the only other option, really, I think they had would go ahead and franchise tag him, which, which I was thinking is a pretty viable option because Jimmy G's sitting there thinking, okay, he hasn't really gotten paid that much. He's been on a he's been on his rookie contract, second-year contract uh, his, his whole time in the league. So a franchise tag would be way more than he's made his whole career combined just in the one year. So I thought... You know, give them that one year kind of the, the test it out because you've only had a handful of weeks. Like you said, you'd like to see what a quarterback does. Uh, the season is long, right? You, you go through ups and downs, the adversity, the this, the that. I would like to see maybe giving him the franchise tag, but that's the only that's the only thing you could do. And, and if you do that and then he comes in here next year and dominates, well, then the contract is even bigger. And we got Aaron Rodgers coming up. We got Kirk Cousins coming up. We got Drew Brees coming up. We got all these dudes that are about to get paid. And, and if you would have waited one more year and Jimmy G's ends up being awesome this next year, then you have to pay him, and then that contract gets even bigger. So, And, and the way the contract is, I don't remember all the exact numbers. I think it comes out to where he's going to be making, like twenty-seven on average, like $27 million a season. Um, but the, the way they structured it is after the first two years, I think the first two years is all the guaranteed money. So, so San Francisco, after the first two years, can pretty much get out of that contract unscathed. So it's, it's more of a two-year two deal, and then he's going to get paid a ton of money in those first two years. And then if he ends up living up to it, then great, they'll ride out the rest of the contract. But if you, if you would have given him that franchise tag, and then next year he's awesome, then that contract you just paid him becomes even more. So I, I don't hate it by any means. No, it seems like they really covered their bases, especially with the fact that, yeah, it's really two years front-loaded, and then after that, let's say the dude turns out to be a bust, well, we can cut our ties. The other thing that came into play here, because the whole offseason – Kirk Cousins was kind of the name to throw towards San Francisco with the Kyle Shanahan marriage, right? Formerly offensive coordinator at Washington, then gets the Niners job. And you knew Cousins in, in Washington hadn't agreed to a long-term deal up to now. They most likely weren't going to regardless on what happened this season. Let's say somehow won the Super Bowl, right? So everyone's just kind of assuming in free agency, Cousins is going to leave, unless he's franchised again, to go meet up with Kyle Shanahan back in San Francisco. Now... Lynch makes the trade for Jimmy G, ends up being a steal. And Shanahan and company must have signed off on this, right? Because they're kind of married. They, they, they both oh, signed sure, yeah. They both signed long-term deals together. 
So obviously he said, yeah, Jimmy G's my dude. This is who I'm riding with. Does that say anything to Kirk Cousins? Does, is that maybe an underlying thing like, this is our guy, I'm riding with Jimmy G? Sorry, Kirk? Or is, th- is there nothing there? I don't think there's anything there. I think... He- if anybody knows Shanahan, it's Kirk. Or, or if anybody knows Kirk Cousins, it is Shanahan. Exactly. But, but you know, he's he's also... Shanahan met with Belichick after, their, after the Super Bowl. Remember, Shanahan's the offensive coordinator for Atlanta. New England beats him in the Super Bowl. A few weeks later at the Combine, Shanahan sets up a one-on-one with Belichick, and they hang out for a couple hours and just talk through some things. Like and any I, young coach should. Pick exactly. that dude's brain. Absolutely, 100%. And so I think... Belichick probably shared a little bit of his thoughts about Jimmy G in that situation. And then also, remember, the Patriots only gave up, or the Patriots only got a second-round pick for him. Everybody thought, when that trade went down, everybody was like, wow, New England barely got anything for him. So if you're San Francisco, you're thinking, okay, I can get Jimmy G for a second-round pick, which is way cheaper than anybody else thought. And Kirk Cousins at the time especially was still an unknown. He was still not really sure if he's going to get tagged again in Washington. Is he going to get the long-term deal? It's not worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins isn't so amazing that it's like, no, I'm I'm not going to take a Jimmy G on the cheap, and I'm going to wait a few months and see and see if Kirk Cousins is available. It's not like Kirk Cousins is a, a, a well, star. I'm not necessarily going as far back as the trade. The, the trade's fine, and now you've gotten to see Jimmy Garoppolo's body of work, so I get that. It's just you kind of had your option now. If you still were a big Kirk Cousins fan, and it's not necessarily to say either guy is bad, but it's just interesting to me, the writing was out there, right? I know Jimmy G had had a lot of success with you here late, but you still know in your heart of hearts, okay, if I think Kirk Cousins is the better quarterback and I want to bring him here, I'm not going to go ahead and make Jimmy Garoppolo the richest paid quarterback in football, especially since this Alex Smith trade's gone down now. I'm going to go ahead and say, John, I still want to go after Kirk. So if you want to keep Jimmy... That's fine. We can keep him in the building. Do what you got to do there. But I'd rather... I'm more comfortable with Kirk Cousins moving forward. I think he's the better player for us to make that Super Bowl push. I think he kind of said, I think Jimmy G's better. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. because, But we all know Kirk Cousins isn't some just top five quarterback in the league. And, and obviously Shanahan knows that too. So if he, he can get a younger Garoppolo who he's now spent some time with and he can say to himself, okay... Not only do do I think he's pretty awesome, but Bill Belichick also signed off on him and was pretty pissed that he had to get rid of him in the first place. So I'm I'm not under the impression that Shanahan thinks Cousins is terrible, but he's definitely not good enough to think to myself, okay, should I take an older Cousins over a younger with a, probably a, a higher ceiling, if you want, if you want to say that for Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll take Jimmy G all day. Yeah, I think Jimmy G is going to be the real deal. Uh, I, I do you agree with that? Are you a Jimmy G fan? I mean, I know you said off the field. On the field, do you think that this guy's going to turn out to be a franchise quarterback? I do. I do think he'll be a franchise quarterback. Now, the question becomes: Does he end up getting in that upper echelon of like every year you say Jimmy G when you're talking about the top five quarterbacks, or is he in that ten to fifteen range where you say solid quarterback can get you to the playoffs with a hell of a team around him, can even get you to the Super Bowl? Uh, but he's not quite that top five player. And, and obviously that's the jury's still out on that, but do I think he has the ability to be? Absolutely, because he's been in he's been in New England for a few years. He's learned under the best, and he, he does have all the intangibles. They talk about his leadership, and they talk about uh, just him off the field and the way he is and how hard he works. It's hard to imagine a guy like that, unless San Francisco just really fails to put anything good around him, that he won't be at least pretty dang successful. No, I completely agree. I, and I think the 49ers are going to be pretty darn good here. 
uh, very soon, and I mean immediately. I think they're going to be a, a playoff contending team this upcoming season, and that doesn't even include what they've done because I believe in the structure in place, and I think that they might have... It's going to be interesting, but I do think eventually Jimmy Garoppolo is going to end up being a better quarterback than Russell Wilson and Jared Goff. I think they're going to have the best quarterback in that division for the next decade. Yeah, that division gets interesting because the Seahawks... I mean, the Seahawks are always going to be good, even though they seem to be a little bit on, uh, on a downward slope there. The Rams, obviously are an up-and-coming, young, very good team with a young head coach and a young quarterback. Now San Francisco gets to say the exact same thing. Young franchise quarterback with a young, offensive-minded, respected head coach. And 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 Arizona, they got a new coaching staff. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with their quarterback situation, but that NFC West is going to be a fun division to pay attention to now, especially if the 49ers can get themselves into that 9-10 win team. It's wild because for years that was such a weak division. You had Gosh. 49ers Seahawks up for maybe about four years there. That was a competitive rivalry played in a conference championship game against each other. But then it was really just Seattle. And now, you know, we'll see what happens with Arizona. They're always a sneaky team that can play pretty competitively, but they're the fourth, no doubt about it, in that division. And you've got three pretty darn good teams that seem like they're going to be playoff contenders. It's 100%. gone from. Weak to uh, to a strength division in the NFL. Now, the other trade, and we talked about Kirk Cousins in Washington. They go ahead and they acquire Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty much writings on the wall. Bye-bye, Kirk. Go ahead. So the Chiefs are moving forward with Pat Mahomes. Alex Smith is now the guy in Washington, and Kirk Cousins will be playing somewhere else. All three of these. Pat Mahomes with the Chiefs. Good move to get rid of Alex Smith. Yay, nay. Yeah, I think so. I think so because they got a good corner, Fuller. Uh, and then they also got... What was it? A, was it a second, second think, round pick? I think it was a third. Oh, it was a third round pick. I think it was a third and fuller. Yeah. Either way, I think and they it, were. It might have been a third and a lower, like a sixth or something. Okay. And we should really just look this up. But I don't have my laptop in front of me as I usually do. Well, either way, I think it was a good deal for Kansas City because they're obviously confident in Mahomes. I do like Mahomes, uh, and he showed he he got to play a little bit this year and showed some flashes. And so, why hang on to Alex Smith? When you can not only get something for him, you can get a starting corner for him, and uh, and you got a young guy waiting in the wings in Mahomes. It's time, baby. And, and the the good thing about Kansas City is they're not throwing a crappy or they're not throwing a young quarterback into a Excuse crappy me. situation. Uh, you know, like Kansas City's got themselves a pretty good roster, and offensively they have pretty good weapons. And Andy Reid's a hell of an offensive coach, and so he, he comes in. Mahomes comes into a good situation. He's not getting thrown to the fire with a crappy team, you know, a number one overall pick team who blows, and they're just throwing him in there to be the savior, you know, when when he's still green as can be. So I think it's a great situation for Mahomes. Uh, looking at looking at the Redskins here, when I when this trade first went down, and I and I got the update, Alex Smith gets traded to Washington. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Washington, I see what you're doing here. Alex Smith has one more year left on his deal. Uh, you can. You're obviously not. Ha- you're not crazy about Kirk, but the difference between Kirk and Alex Smith is very minuscule. I don't care who you want. They're both decent quarterbacks, not unbelievable, uh, but they're in that same range of how good they are. Totally so, agree. Yeah. Not much of a drop off there, even if you want to say there is a little bit of one. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, so one year for Alex Smith, and then 
they're probably going to go draft a guy maybe in the first round. Maybe they like one of these young guys. He can sit behind Alex Smith for a year, same way Mahomes did. And then he slides in next year. Alex Smith walks off. Well, then 30 minutes later, I get the next update that Alex Smith just agreed to like a five-year extension the guy. for $70 million guaranteed. And I'm thinking, what the bleep are the Redskins doing? You know, I never even thought of it like That's that. That's the I, dumbest it, thing I've ever heard. I didn't realize Smith had one year left. And when you're thinking about it like that, it is logical. Although I, I think the fact that they had to give up Kyle Fuller and the Steelers were ridiculous. I think Kyle Fuller is a really good player, and that's a great ad for the Chiefs. Um, and, and I think ultimately the Chiefs win this trade because of that. But for Washington, yeah, to then go and extend Alex Smith, who's older than Kirk Cousins, and as you said, I think they're on the same tier as quarterback level yeah. talent, even though Smith has won more games than Cousins in the league consistently, but still, uh, a very head-scratching move, and it's a Washington move. That's why under Dan Snyder, this team has been absolutely atrocious. They've been a joke. They've had a couple of seasons where they've made the playoffs, but you know ultimately they're not going to do anything in them. And if I'm a Redskins fan, I don't, I don't really see you. I'd rather be a Browns fan, to be honest. You know, I, I, I right now with the way that the Browns are loaded with high draft picks, and I know that they've perennially screwed it up. But you're hoping maybe now. I just don't see any hope if you're a Redskins fan. Whereas the fans that have had it the worst are Cleveland, and I see a little bit of shine, a little bit, a little bit of uh, sun peeking out. And promise for that organization. I don't see any for Washington. Yeah, it's just it just the the whole thing just really did not make sense to me. Initially, it did. Initially, it did. One year left. Alex Smith. Boom. Go get a young guy. Develop him. See what happens. But man, when they gave him seventy million guaranteed and that extension, and Alex Smith is like thirty four or something. Mike, man, that that's just the re- and you must be thrilled as a Cowboys fan. Oh, to know I'm that you so have happy. At least one just idiotic, moronic jackhole of a team. In your division. Thank freaking goodness. I don't think the Giants are going to be that good, but you never know with the Giants either. But they're at least and a pretty good they're organization. They're at least a pretty good organization, and the Eagles are going to be good now for a while. So it's nice to have the Redskins, just that support system of like that. They always play the Cowboys tough, sure, but that should be two wins if you're a good team consistently every year. All right, so the Cowboys win at least two games next year. I think so, at least two, maybe three, man, if we're lucky. Well, and it's not it's not a bad move initially for, like, the immediately for the Redskins. It's not terrible. But then year two, year three, year four with Alex Smith is 37 years old and you're paying him a bunch of money. That just seems dumb to me. How about the Indianapolis Colts? Now, are you familiar with what's going on in Indy? Uh, the Indy 500. No, 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 not NASCAR. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, the football team. Oh yeah, they're they're hosting the uh, NFL Combine in like two. They weeks. do. They they host the Combine every single year, um, but their team as a whole, Lucas they re- Oil. They right? had a. The, it's Lucas Oil. Yep, yeah, that's right. They had a linebacker that was murdered by what? a drunk driver. Yeah, murdered. Got run over on the side of the road. Was he murdered or is that just like an accident? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he was still kind of. I think. Is that not murder? I don't know if you consider that a murder. If well, it's I mean, unintentional, I don't know if I, can, I don't think know if you can unintentionally man, murder. I don't somebody. know. He was killed. See that that sounds right. Like he was killed. So he was he killed. Wasn't murdered. I don't know. Debatable. Like somebody had a vendetta towards this guy. Well, who knows? Well, but it's a shame. Sad, sad turn of events. Why do? You, why are you bringing this to around the NFL? I, sh- because it, it deals with the Indianapolis Colts. Another talk about downer the for them is. They thought they had Josh McDaniels, the offense coordinator of the New England Patriots. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I am familiar with him, and we all thought they had him. He he agreed to terms. He was going. I mean, they literally announced a press conference, said, hey, come join us for the Josh McDaniels press conference. I feel like we can say Josh McDaniels, the ex 
Colts head coach. Like whenever you refer to Josh McDaniels, it got to the point, it got so far that you can literally refer to him as the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, so have you ever really seen something like this no. in the NFL? Not with a coach NFL. with a coach signing, agreeing to a contract, it's announced everywhere, they've got a press conference scheduled, and literally the next morning, news comes out that he has declined the offer. He's gonna stay in New England. And more reports come out about how it was Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, and they've come to some kind of agreement that he's the successor to be the head coach, the coach in waiting of the Patriots, and they pretty much were like, we don't want you to leave. Here's what we're doing. Here's a race, and we're guaranteeing you the keys to this ship whenever Bill wants to go. Can't say myself I'd ever seen that before. No, it's not something I've seen. This whole situation's pretty weird. I now, don't think anybody's really seen something like that. Well, that's what I would think. 30 for 30s on ESPN. You familiar with those? Of course. <laughs> no, you are. I shouldn't the have you. even asked that. The U part one A little bit two. of redundant questions. The greatest yeah, the user documentaries good. of all time. Both parts dope. Um, so the two bills, the two bills, which is about Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick and their relationship, coaching together, and their careers up to now for the most part. Right? Yeah, and I didn't get to see this, so but you did. I did. I watched it, and ironically, it was the day that they had announced the hiring of McDaniels. And the next morning, I wake up, and it's the news of him, like, no longer doing this. So I knew about the relationship with Bill Belichick being Bill Parcells' D.C. with the Giants when they won two Super Bowls. I knew about him following him to the Jets, to the Patriots for a little while, and then he became the head coach with the Browns. After that, you know, I I didn't know. know, I was young, I was little, and I only know about that stuff from... History, you know, with the success that Belichick's had, they've Cleveland 96, that show, that one NFL Films did. Hearsay, right? Well, it turns out the exits for Bill Parcells from each of these teams really had a huge impact on Bill Belichick and what he ended up doing. So Parcells leaves the Giants, and before he had stepped down, Belichick takes the coaching job at Cleveland with the Cleveland Browns. And then Parcells turns out he's got this health thing and he's got to step down from the New York Giants. So there's a little bit of like a, well, what the hell, Bill, Parcells? If you had just said this and maybe communicated that with Belichick, he probably would have gotten the head coaching job with the Giants. But now he's with the Browns. So now New York's got to go out there and hire who the heck knows. They don't have Parcells. They don't have Belichick. So Parcells goes into broadcasting and he's calling Belichick's game. And there's a snafu of him as the color guy saying we in terms of the Browns. Like, you can tell he's rooting for Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Browns. He's like, we still got a chance here. And he even made the comment, the the play-by-play guy kind of rags on him for it. And he's like, yeah, sorry, it happens, you know. So you could tell he's he's pulling for his guy. Well, then he decides I'm coming back to coach. So he goes back, he gets the job in New England. He hires a lot of his former coaching staff members or players with the Giants. He coaches against uh, Belichick with the Browns. And the Browns get up and move. So Belichick's fired. So now what's going to happen? Well, hey, Bill Parcells here, your old bud. You want to come be my D.C. in New England? Hell yeah, Bill. Why not? I'll come over there and join you. So now he's with the Patriots. Well, it turns out Bill Parcells and Robert Kraft, well, they didn't get along too well. So the season they lose to the Packers in the Super Bowl, our good friend John Michaels getting a Super Bowl ring there, Parcells decides, I want out. I've pretty much... Got a deal in place to go be the Jets head coach, and I want to get the hell out of New England. So 
there's all these legal stuff going on. It ended up being the Jets gave the Patriots some kind of compensation for them to be able to bring Bill Parcells as their coach. And it ended up being like, for the first year, he wasn't allowed to be their quote-unquote head coach. So they gave him a consultant role, and they end up hiring Bill Belichick to be their coach. All of a sudden, this gets settled in court. Literally like a week later, Parcells stuff is cleared, and now he has been named the head coach, and Bill Belichick now the defensive coordinator, having followed him. Now, one would say, why didn't Belichick get the job with New England? Well, Bob Kraft, who's also interviewed in this, says, I wasn't ready to hire Bill at that point. So he hires Pete Carroll, who would later coach against Belichick in the Super Bowl. It's just crazy how this all happens. Wild. It's nuts. So now Parcells is with the Jets. Belichick has followed him to the Jets. And Parcells, again, after a few years, takes the, the AFC Championship game, decides, I don't want to coach anymore, but I want Belichick to be the, the guy. I want him to take over here. He's always kind of trying to look out for Bill, but there was just no communication between the two. So the Jets end up getting a new owner. Their owner resigns, whatever happened. I don't know if he I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but they're in, they're in bidding to get a new owner. And Belichick's like, what the hell? I don't know if I really like this situation. Meanwhile... Bob Kraft has fired Pete Carroll, and he wants to interview Bill Belichick, who he always liked. He just didn't think at the first time around he was the right fit there. He wanted to get rid of all the Parcells stuff because him and Parcells had a feud. Well, they don't allow him to interview with the Patriots because he's their guy. So, in turn, Belichick decides, I don't want to be the head coach with the Jets. He resigns. He pulls what McDaniels did. But his reasoning is like, look, I was kind of thrown in here. We don't have an owner. I don't know where this organization's at right now, and you wouldn't even allow me. I'm not saying I would have gone to New England, but you wouldn't even allow me to interview with them. That's not okay. So he does go interview with, gets let out of his contract. I think another trade was made to give Belichick the rights to the Patriots, and now he's the head coach with the the Patriots, and, and the rest is history. But that crazy, weird cycle of like how each of these guys got to where they are, and then here comes the McDaniel's news. And he's a disciple of the Belichick tree. It's just mind-blowing to me how that all just came and was very eerily similar. And the only person that would do something like that is freaking Bill Belichick and the Patriots, man. That's insane. That's quite the discovery there for, on that 30 for 30. But it's still not the, the most crazy discovery for me or my favorite discovery from that documentary that I haven't seen but I've heard about. What's up with this whole Bill Parcells has actually named, his first name is Dwayne? Oh, man, that was briefly mentioned. It really wasn't a big deal. Oh, no. They, they should have spent, I figured there was a, a solid <laughs> 30 minutes. How At least 30 minutes of that documentary should be spent on, holy bleep, Bill Parcells, his first name is actually Dwayne. Well... He looks so, he looks like a Billy. He looks nothing he looks like, like a Billy. Like he looks Dwayne. something like a Dwayne. Probably why he went by Bill. But in regards to the whole McDaniels thing, I obviously we all know McDaniels is kind of known for being a bit of a douche, really. Bit of a bleephole, yeah. People people don't really like him, um, and then this obviously does not help him at all. But this whole him being the coach of the Colts thing was like two weeks in the making. We all knew it even before the Super Bowl and all Coaches stuff. had hired assistants, had been hired on with Indianapolis. Exactly. So this thing was like a foregone conclusion, but... Robert Kraft, Bob Kraft, and and Bill Belichick didn't speak with McDaniel's about all this and like trying to get him to stay in New England until after the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, realistically though, 
coaches and players, you're on a one track, one mind, and we're trying to win a Super Bowl here. You're taught right to naturally yeah, program what's, like what's let's let's block minutes. out the outside. It's it's kind of a flaw in the hiring process. I think is it's what it comes down is to. What it is for Bob because because what I'm getting at is I think whoever deserves the most blame in this situation as bleep holes is actually Belichick and Kraft because they knew that yeah. McDaniel's was took this job and was and was two weeks in the making going into this job and now and he's got assistants being hired and 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 Kraft and Belichick don't say anything in the way of. We want you to stay. We're going to give you a raise, and you're going to be the successor. And then after the Super Bowl, now that it's like, and and, and the, after he's literally McDaniel's is going up to the the facility in New England to clear out his place and get himself out of there. And that's when Belichick and Kraft decide to say, "Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We still want you, man. We still want you." And I think that's I think that's where the problem is. They are the bleep holes in this situation. Even though Josh McDaniel's is also a bleep hole in general, I just feel like. Belichick and Kraft, if they knew they wanted to do this, should have done it weeks ago. I agree. But they bleeped the Colts, and they didn't even care. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think the the area where McDaniels is wrong is not necessarily his decision, because I don't think his decision's that off. I'd probably stay in New England, too, even though some people might be a little eh about following up in Belichick. Uh, that is trying to definitely live up to the something I wouldn't want to do. And especially if Belichick and Brady leave at the same time, yeah. and now they got rid of Garoppolo, they have, like, what is McDaniels getting into? He's, no, just, he's just getting in bed with Bob Kraft. But what's he, you. what's he getting into in Indianapolis? You've got an Andrew Luck who who knows if he's ever going to play again, what's the health there, and, an, and a roster that's not very talented. So either way, you're probably looking at a, at a potential rebuild. At least in New England, you've got a lot of Belichick's guys there. So there, he's got that foundation. He's got a little bit of help. The area that he really wishes to debag is the fact that he's got coaches that he's obviously talked to that he wants to be his assistant coaches that are moving to Indianapolis. They've signed contracts. They think they've got a job, and now it's like, oh, just kidding. Um, I won. I, we just lost the Super Bowl. I just finally got to talk to Bill and Tom and whoever the hell else, Bob. Yeah, and now Dwayne. just kidding. I'm going to stay in New England, so you guys need to figure this out. Hopefully, the new guy, whoever comes, wants you as much as I did, and you guys can try and have success. We're going to probably beat your ass every single time we play you because we're the Patriots. So now they've hired the freaking Fourth Reich, which I knew would be back. Frank, Frank Reich, the former uh, backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. He was the backup of Jim Kelly during that four. Uh, gotcha. Wow, that poor guy's run. lost like four Super Bowls. Yeah, he has. He's been there. Uh, but he just won one with the Eagles this year. He did win one with the Eagles. So he was the former the Eagles OC. Yes, and I think that's a great hire at this stage where everyone else has kind of been interviewed and the, the maybe the top cream of the crop guys have been hired. I think getting a Frank Reich, a guy who stays with a quarter, he did great stuff with Foles and Wentz, stays with that quarterback uh, guru mold that you were going for. Yeah. It, it does feel like a little bit of a blessing in disguise in the making. It feels like one of those deals that we could look back in a year or two or three and be like, you know what? That actually worked out great for the Colts. We've all experienced this where we, we really, really want something to happen. It doesn't happen and we're butthurt. And then we look back a little bit later when we have hindsight and we can say, you know what? I'm really glad that did. I'm really glad I didn't actually end up dating that You're girl. right. Karma, you know? man. Karma turn, comes around. And I think uh, this marriage with the Colts could end up being, you're right, a, a huge plus, a huge win. But I don't Brandy. know. I don't know. I really would like to give my two cents on Frank, and I, and I just can't, except for the fact that I love that his name is Frank. Yes. Yeah, so he uh, former former backup quarterback, much like Doug Peterson, much like Jason Garrett. It seems like the thing to hire now. You know, guys who were once backup quarterbacks 
make great coaches. So oh, like Jason Garrett? He's been great, dude. He's oh, been my so God. good. He was coach of the year, right? Top bleeping Two years ago now. So huh, you never know. It could work for you. And what's this, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Tom Brady, you, you, you watched his Warriors oh, yeah. Facebook Oh, yeah. Show? So, so you watched... Yeah, he it's a it's a warrior spirit. I just know something about he's a warrior. No, no, no. He has a warrior spirit. Okay, according to Tom himself. Cool, dude. Whatever. And he says that. Um, sure, he it was a great. I, mean, I saw the commercial. That's about the extent of what I've done with well, this. That was my extent on the the Bills thirty for thirty deal. This Tom Brady thing is this like five or six part documentary series. They're like fifteen or twenty minutes each on Facebook. You can go watch them. They're pretty fun. It just basically. Um, Goes goes back into starting like really in the off season, so after they won the Super Bowl with Atlanta, and basically goes chronologically through his off season and then this season and all the way up to really just a few weeks ago. Uh, and it was awesome. It kind of I'm a Dolphins fan. I've never obviously liked Brady because he's beaten the hell out of me for a decade, uh, decade plus. And so you know I've never been a huge fan but then I'm watching this Tom versus Tom and actually I actually liked it. You kind of get a window into him and a lot of people were saying it rubbed him off and like they, they didn't like it and I was like I felt different. I watched it and I thought it was super legit. So I thought it was pretty cool but man there was a weird I don't know if you heard about him the like the kiss. Do you hear about the kiss? No. Uh you said something about man have you seen this Tom versus Tom kiss? Oh and I said God. bro no. It was on it was like if you've ever seen the notebook it was out of something like that. Really? It well, the was, Notebook one. And it was not it was him and Giselle, unfortunately. Kiss of the Year at the MTV Movie Awards. That's well, kind of high praise. Well, this would be like the not top kiss of the year. Not top kiss? Yeah. And it was him and Giselle? No, it was not. If it was him and Giselle, I still would so be watching He was it now. kissing another woman? No, believe it or not, he was kissing. Another man? Uh, well, a boy. His son? His son. And and Wait generally speaking. It wasn't like a little... Hey, love you, good night, kiss on the cheek? No, it was a kiss on the mouth, and it was. It started out as a quick peck, and then the kid walked away, and then Tom says, hey, that was nothing, what are you doing? And he calls him back, and the kid comes back over there and plants one on him, and it, was, it felt like a 50-second kiss. It was probably in the neighborhood of about three or four seconds, but man, if you looked at that, it just didn't feel right. And so I just didn't know if you had seen that yet. It was a little like, ah, uh, like I get it. You like a you know, the kid's probably I don't know seven or eight years old. So it's like sure you kiss your dad on the mouth. It's not that weird, it's I guess. Awkward, but it, it's got to be such a quick peck. Man, like, yeah, did you, it's got to like, be quick. When did, when did you never, and your dad stop kissing? Man, we were never big How old lip kissers. I don't think the, the fact that I can't even remember probably means I was young before we moved to like. Mostly just, just dapping hugs, up, just hugs. hugs. Yeah, maybe a kiss on the cheek. Maybe a kiss maybe. on the Yeah, yeah. No, you know, a kiss on the cheek's not that big of a deal. No, that not would at happen all. Not sometimes. At all. Yeah. But I was probably pretty young from where we moved on from the lips. Yeah, yeah. No, same here. By by fourth grade, I'm not pecking my dad on no, the lips. No, no, no. And it might have even been like second. Yeah. Earlier than that. And know? it was never more than it was always the, my lips were always very, very dry. It, it's the driest kiss you've ever had. Yeah. And it's the quickest. It's a you almost don't even touch. Yeah. It's almost to the point where you just you act like you kiss. I let you know I'm here and, and I love you, but like if somebody was watching, they'd be like, "I don't. I'm not even totally sure if they did kiss." Mainly, not even a peck. It's like a grazing. Yes, so ever so slight, statutory. The referee would put his little note card in there and see, and it would just be very very close. Yeah, statutory. So so that I don't know. That was kind of the highlight for me. Uh, other than the fact that I actually came away from it liking Brady more. 
than I had before. And I like Giselle. Holy smokes. I knew nothing about Giselle except the fact that she was just obviously a total babe. But you get a window into her and like how she has to handle the kids and how and how she handles Tom and like I love she how just she handles like, things though. It's the oh best. man, she's the way, a handler. oh she's Isn't a handler. She? she is just she's huh? an angel. And just so low. I'm a big big fan of hers. And now I'm a bigger fan of Brady than I guess I've ever been. Uh, but the kiss was a little off putting. Yeah, I think that I would probably uh, have a different opinion on Tom Brady if I were to see it myself, not just hearing it, but. Sing it. It's a little I'm strange. telling you, the first kiss, the quick one was nothing. I, I would, I didn't even bat an eye at it. And then he comes back and doubles down. With the same kid, same kid, same like time, or? same kid, same moment. Yeah, because the kid was too quick. That was Tom's little. That was Tom's thing. Like, well, that was oh, nothing. Oh no, he so was his kid's upset. walking away. And he's like, no, 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 come back here. And then, and and then his kid oh, plants one on him. Gosh, yeah, that's even more. And then it's like, weird. whoa, bro. I just. I don't know. I want to. I don't want to like harp on it too much. The kid was not into this. But we've also seen you've seen Brady after Super Bowls kiss his dad on the mouth. You've seen him kiss his mom on the mouth. I'm like, I don't know. I don't do that. No, you know? I guess it's just Especially it might just be how you raised. Yeah, but I'm with you. Uh, my family, we're the, not mouth the, kissers, the men, man. Yeah, really. Any, yeah, not mouth kissers. We don't mouth kiss. No mouth kissing. Not in the Chia Follow household, and clearly not in the Walchick household. No. But that Brady bunch. They're mouth kissers, bro. They're mouth kissers. They are kissing in the mouth. So that was that. That was Tom versus Time. And, man, I uh, I enjoyed it. It's still on Facebook. You can go check it out uh, if you're trying to piss away some time and you want to see some notebook-esque romance. Check it out. All right. Check it out. I guess we'll have to do that. Tom versus Time and the two bills, 30 for 30. Um, Noseplate Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric follow. Hope you guys enjoy your Monday. We going around the rim tomorrow? Is that uh, what we're doing? Yeah, we can do that if you want. Can we? Around the rim, sure. Sounds good. All right. See you then.